Thank you all for coming. Our presentation today is called 10 Free or Low-Cost Strategies for Marketing in a Recession. And my background, as Ashley mentioned, I was fortunate to start my career working for Coca-Cola and McDonald's and got into the Internet very early with Sprint back in 94, 95, and moved to Florida to work at a company called eDiets. And we took that company to about $50 million, and I was asked to speak at a direct marketing association event. And I wrote a presentation called The Ten Golden Rules of Internet Marketing. After that event, five or six people came up to me and they said, that was really great. Do you do any consulting? And I said, sure, buy me lunch. I consult. <laughs> and they said, no, 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 consulting. <laughs> so I started the business in the fall of 2003. I've been fortunate to be involved with the American Marketing Association, and that's why I was so excited to have this opportunity. And I'm the past president of our Florida chapter. And I'm also involved with the South Florida Interactive Marketing Association. SEMPO is a great organization, the Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization. I also mentioned the University of San Francisco. We just launched, just February 1st, an Internet Marketing Certificate course. And it's a really comprehensive online course that you take digitally. So it's all videos that you watch and interactive components to the course. And you can find that at usanfranonline.com. People ask, what is 10 Golden Rules? Because it started with a presentation of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing. We're really a consulting business, and we've helped everyone from NBC, Kaplan Education, 1-800-PET-MEDS, and I'll have some examples in the presentation. We do things like landing pages and conversion strategies. When you get people to a website, how do you get them to take an action? Video is really popular, of course, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the presentation. Viral marketing. Viral marketing spreads like a virus from person to person. We also call it word of mouse. Word of mouse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and search marketing, of course, and we'll talk a lot about that today, how to get listed on the left side and the right side of Google searches and the other search engines. We were recently featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Las Vegas Review, the Business Journals, and I made my TV debut about three months ago on Fox Business. My objectives today are to share with you 10 free or low-cost strategies for marketing in a recession, and we're very Internet-focused. We'll talk about how to convert website visits into leads or sales. We'll talk about which online business models are working today, how to use social media and Web 2.0. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on building a personal brand, tremendously important today given the current economic situation. You need to start building your own personal brand and differentiating yourself using a number of these online tools. We'll talk about how to do that. We'll review a number of your websites. We'll share some advanced tips and strategies. So in each section, I'm going to have the basic stuff and then a couple advanced tips for those of you who are actually working in the digital space. A quick poll, if you wouldn't mind, show of hands. How many people have read a blog? Okay, almost everybody. I'm going to start asking how many people haven't. How many have commented on someone else's blog? About three-quarters of the room. How many have their own blog? That's awesome. I see about 30 hands, which would be about 30% uh, of the room. How many have listened to a podcast? Oh, that's great. About 80%. So you guys are really plugged in here. This is going to be fun. How many have their own podcast? Any podcasters in the room? I got a half a hand up there. <laughs> you did one once? Okay, great. Anyone have a video cast? One over here? Great. How many have watched a YouTube video? Everyone, I, I assume. How many have uploaded their own YouTube video? We've got about 20 hands. Who's on Twitter? Awesome. Got about 40 hands. And Google, who's running a Google AdWords campaign? And how many are doing some SEO? Okay, so about 20 and 20 for those. 
Great. Thank you for participating. So let's get into the 10 free or low-cost strategies for marketing on the Internet in a recession. And the first one we're going to focus on is free search engine optimization techniques because it's really the most powerful real estate in the world today, perhaps, with real estate going in the toilet. And this is a straightforward Google search, and this is a search for Florida marketing consultant. And our company comes up in the number one position in the free area. First, I'm going to designate the paid area or what Google designates as sponsored links on the top on the right-hand side. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but what I'm focused on here is the free area. Now, a lot of times I'm going to say Google when I'm talking to search engine marketing because Google's about 65% of the market. So if you can do well on Google, typically the same strategies work really well on MSN and Yahoo, and that's about 90% of the marketplace. So if I say Google, sometimes I'm interchangeably talking about the search engines. Now, 72% of people state that they prefer to click on the left-hand side in the free or natural search engine results. So that's what I'm talking about here, the natural or organic. It's kind of like the PR of the Internet. Because if you write your website well, it's like writing a press release well, and it would get picked up in a newspaper. If you write your website, design your website, and do the right things, you're going to get picked up on the left-hand side by the organic search engines. This is a tool on my browser across the top here called SEO Quake, Q-U-A-K-E, like an earthquake. And what we're going to look at now is a bunch of free tools. We're going to look at some key website measures. So the first one we're going to look at is called Alexa Ranking. And Alexa ranks every website across the Internet. They give you one number. So the number one website in the world is Yahoo, and that's based on unique visitors and number of pages viewed on the Internet on that website. So number three is Google. Number 192,423 is our site, 10 Golden Rules. So we're in the top 200,000 websites, according to Alexa, for unique visitors and page views. Number 2,687 is the Charleston CVB, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Beautiful shot there on the site. And number 4,449,000, which is still a really important website in the top 4,500,000 websites, is the AMA site that you all signed up on for this event. So this tool starts giving us some indication on how our website performs. And I'm going to take you through a bunch of free tools. And the real value of these tools is to build a snapshot of how your company performs versus your competitors you can also use these tools if you're an agency or if you're a web development company to take a look at a website versus their competitors and build a snapshot of how that website ranks across a number of these tools. Don't put too much stock in Alexa or any one tool, but look at the tools across the range of tools. So Alexa is nice to know. Big deal, you know, we're highly ranked or whatever. Google PageRank is really important to know because it's a little snapshot. It's not perfect, but it's a little peek into Google's algorithm. How important does Google rank your website? And really what they're ranking your website on with PageRank is the links from other sites to your site. Because a vote from another site or a link from another site makes your site important. The most important site across the world, according to Google PageRank, is the Adobe Free Download site. This is because on every site in the world almost where they say, here, view a PDF document, click here to get the free software, this is the page you're linking to, the Adobe Free Download. So links to this page from every, virtually every other website across the Internet, make this page the most important page according to Google. So links from other sites make your site important, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. So here's the Medical University of South Carolina, and Google says their site is a 7 out of 10. This is a huge, important site because it's ranked a 7 out of 10, and it's like the earthquake scale. So to be a 7 out of 10 is 10 times more valuable than to be a 6 out of 10. So it's like an algorithmic ranking. 
A six out of ten. This is benefit focus. Very, very important. A huge site. A number six is a monster number. This is a beautiful site. This is Maverick Southern Kitchens. Five out of ten. Also very important. And Coastal Community Foundation. Four out of ten. Very important. So even a three out of ten represents a lot of links. And it's not just the quantity of links. It's the importance of the sites linking to you. It's the relevance of the sites linking to you. It's very valuable if you have a .edu linking to you, an education site, or a .gov, because those are hard links to get. And Google recognizes that if a .gov is linking to you, it's probably a legitimate link. It's not like your webmaster just put up a blog and linked over to your site. So the three keys for getting free traffic to your website. Number one, you have to have the right words on your page. So if someone does a Google search for South Carolina marketing firm, you have to have the word South Carolina Marketing Firm on your website. You have to have lots of links to your site, making your site important, and you have to have meta tags and internal links. We'll talk about that in a minute. So here's Roper St. Francis Healthcare, another local site. Quick show of hands in the room. Thank you. And what we did is we copied all the words on the page just by doing a drag and copy, and we pasted those words into a Word document, a straightforward Word document, and we did a word count. We found out there's 304 words on the page, which is excellent, because our recommendation is between 250 and 1,000 words on every single page on your website, different words. There's no substitution for having the words people are searching for on your website, because that's what Google and the other search engine spiders are reading. And you want to pick two or three target phrases. You're going to repeat those target phrases two or three times. So if you have three target phrases on every page on your website, and you have a 150-page website, you're now giving yourself the opportunity to rank for 150 times 3, 450 words. This is a tool we use. I say we were able to read our customers' minds. It's a tool called Word Tracker, and it tells me how frequently people are searching keyword phrases. So this is research we did for our company, and I found out the phrase search engine optimization is searched 2,208 times. The problem is there's 94 million other pages competing for that site. So the way we use Word Tracker is we look for phrases that are highly searched but not that highly competed for. The second piece of the puzzle you need to build links to your site. Look at the Charleston CVB, amazing, 9,761 links. So things you can do is get listed in website directories like the Yahoo directory. There's DMOZ was the original big directory most of the search engines were built off of. You want to get listed in directory sites. The second thing, every opportunity you get if your uh, CEO is on a board of directors, if you're a member of a charity association, if you're a member of your industry association, I give my company name out not as 10 golden rules. I always say I'm Jay Berkowitz from http colon slash slash www.10goldenrules.com. Every chance you get, you want to link to your website. When I spoke at this event, we requested a link from the site over to our website. It makes your site more important. The final piece of the puzzle is the source code on the site. And when you click on view and you click on source, here we're looking at the Charleston area golf guide, really nice site. Beautiful, look, I love your bridge. So you click on view, click on source, it reveals the source code. The HTML title tag is Charleston Golf Guide, the official Charlotte, South Carolina online golf guide. So that's excellent. They've picked some target keyword phrases. The only place the consumer sees that title tag is up here in this gray bar. We don't really look at that anymore. Remember, that used to be more prominent four or five years ago on the search engines. But now, that's pretty much only for the search engines. You want to pick two or three targeted keyword phrases that you're adding to the actual words on the page. 
Those words have to be just straightforward HTML. They can't be contained in an image. And then you repeat those words in your meta tag, title, description, and keywords tag. And this stuff really works. Here's the main keyword phrase for our client, American Diabetes. And they're number one and number 1A on a Google search. By the way, if you ever see this indent, that means they're showing two results from the same site. And if Google really likes your site, you get two results like that, but you'll only get two. Here's another nice tool for finding out how you're performing in the search engines. It's called SEO Digger, D-I-G-G-E-R. And we looked up the Gibbs Museum, and they did really well. They have 108 results in the first two pages of Google. So, for example, they're number one for Charleston, South Carolina art. They're number one for Charleston Art Museum. So that's excellent, and it shows you how you're performing, and you can do the same query with your competitors and see what phrases are they ranking for in Google. And the number we often look at is how many phrases. They come up for 108 phrases in the first two pages of a Google search. Now, I promise you a couple advanced tips in each section. So this is my first advanced tip. You now must focus on more than just the words on your site. And this is kind of a sad search result. Here's a Google search for the word Paris. And we get two pictures of Paris Hilton and only one of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> sort of statement on society or something, right? But the lesson here is that Google's not only showing word results anymore. They're showing images. They're showing video. They're showing news clips. So you have to name your images, name your videos, name your press releases, and use targeted keyword phrases. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. One final advanced tip, something called reputation management becoming more and more important in our industry. And this is the strategy of proactively going out and making sure that your brand is protected on that all-important first page of Google. So here's a search for Jay Berkowitz. We're buying a pay-per-click ad. Our website comes up number one. Our blog comes up number two. Here's a video interview someone did with me. Here's the Wall Street Journal article. Here's a listing for one of my presentations. So I'm protecting my brand. Like if anyone was to say anything negative about me, I've already established myself with a bunch of high-ranking websites. So you want to make sure you get listed on all those things like LinkedIn and Facebook and names and every opportunity you can to protect your brand, protect your CEO's name brand, protect your company's name, and protect your brand names that your company owns on as many different social media sites as you can. The second strategy we're going to look at is something called creating a UVP, a unique value proposition. And this is something I coined as one of my golden rules. A unique value proposition is something free that people are going to take advantage of when they come to your website. It's something people are going to link to because there's a lot of value, and that's another great way to get links. And it's something that people are going to engage with you when they come to your website. So a straightforward example is, this goes back five years, our first client was called Annie's Costumes. And they didn't have any database of their customers or prospects. So I said, why don't we give away a plasma flat screen TV? And five years ago, five Halloweens ago, that was a heck of a prize. And we asked people to take our scary survey to be entered in a drawing to win a plasma flat screen and to opt in for our newsletter. We took the results of the survey and we created a top 20 list of the top costumes. So we created another UVP, something else of value on the website that we could point to, and something of value to help people shop as they came to the website. We also took that list and we sent it out as a press release. And the day that we got the full back page of the USA Today was still a record sales day. They had 1,700 sales of costumes that day. Here's a great, the Beach Company, a local company, and they say, latest news, subscribe to updates. One of the most straightforward UVPs. Ask people to subscribe to your e-newsletter People subscribe, and it gives you permission 
to send them email on a regular basis. Now here's the advanced strategy in this section. This comes from a gentleman named David Meerman Scott. And what Scott recommends is don't even ask for an email address or a name when people download a free white paper. He says he's had 200,000 downloads of these free white papers. And it's what he calls marketing stair-stepping. Ask people to download this great e-white paper free of charge. They download it and he says if they like it, they're going to come back and subscribe to your newsletter, subscribe to your blog. He has a couple books. He says, you know, maybe for 20 bucks they'll buy your book. And if they like it, maybe they'll book you as a consultant or a speaker. So this is one of the strategies we're going to be testing out this year. Strategy number three. Okay, we're getting people to the site. We're giving them a reason to download something. Now here's some tools to measure the cost to acquire a lead in a sale. And the best way to do this, to start testing, to lay the groundwork, to find out how much it costs you to acquire a lead or a sale, is with Google pay-per-click. Google, as I mentioned, a huge portion of the market. So we come up number one for this search for Florida marketing consultant, but we're also buying a paid ad. And our ad says, Internet consultant will help get traffic to your site and turn visits into sales or leads. So we're in what's called the sponsored link position number two here. So it goes one, two, three, four, five. And this is how the back end of Google looks. Really, really simple. You can put this up in about 15 minutes. You can define where your ads are going to run. You can define exactly how your little Google ad is going to look. Notice that we're testing six ads. It's like direct marketing. You want to always be testing. And Google tells you which ads get the clicks, which ads get the actions on your website. We pick the phrases like internet advertising, marketing on internet. Now, our ad has been shown 2,104 times, and we've had 28 clicks. That's a 1.3% click-through rate. So it's giving me really good information, very precise. I even know by the keyword which keyword gets which click-through rate. For example, marketing on Internet had a 37.5% click-through rate. So very quickly, I know which words are getting me traffic, which words aren't. But the most important thing is a conversion action. This section is about measuring the cost of a lead or a sale. So on our website, you can sign up for our free e-newsletter. You can fill out the Contact Us form. You can download an excerpt from my book, all free of charge. And 25% of the people who clicked took advantage of one of those contact means, and we got a lead, right? They subscribed to our e-newsletter. We have permission to contact them on an ongoing basis. The cost per lead was $3.18. So I know to the penny how much it cost me to get a lead, and I've now set a baseline. I've set the bar. Okay, it cost me 3.18 on Google. Now I know when I get into other mediums how much it costs me to get a lead and where I should set the bar. Here's a great example of a UVP. We work with Lady of America Fitness Centers, and here's on their homepage they had the free one-week guest pass. We designed a landing page. A landing page is a specific page where people can go from a Google ad. You can direct them to an interior page on your site. So here we dialed up with a testimonial and a very focused area, get a free one-week guest pass. All we ask for is the email. And we were able to improve the percentage of people who filled out a form and became a lead. Then we got into more advanced testing. We did a 14-day trial membership, and we also tested very localized advertising. Where we ran the ads specifically like five miles around a retail location and put an actual map on the landing page. So it's very relevant, very specific. The next tool in this area that's very valuable is called Google Analytics. Um, you must have, this is a dictate from Jay Berkowitz. I'm sorry for giving you a couple of these. You must have analytics on your website. And I highly recommend Google Analytics. The reason you have to have it is it tells you how many people are coming to your website, 
what they're doing when they get there, which page they're exiting from, what's your bounce rate, which is the percentage of people who come to your website and don't view a second page. They come and they bounce right off. So it's an exceptional tool. It tells you what keyword they search to get there. And the best part, it's free. So all you have to do is sign up for Google Analytics. You must have this on your website. Here's the advanced strategy. It's called funnel analysis. And what funnel analysis tells us is here's how many people came to our website, here's how many people went to the newsletter sign-up page, and here's the percentage of people that actually signed up for our free e-newsletter. So funnel analysis actually shows you as they're going through your shopping carts in e-commerce or as you're going through your sign-up in your free area, how effective your website is performing. And say a lot of people get to the credit card sign-up page and they bail out, they exit. Well, that tells you maybe you need a security message. You need to tell them your privacy policy. You need to have a credit card security statement. And you can test these elements on your pages to decrease the percentage of people who bail out in the funnel analysis. The fourth strategy, we're going to look at our competition using free tools such as Compete.com and SpyFu. And we had a little face-off here with some of the top sites in Charleston using Compete.com. So here's cofc.edu has the most traffic of these sites. They're slightly ahead of the Convention and Visitors Bureau, and the Port of Charleston gets a little bit less traffic than them. So Compete.com is a nice tool to find out how many unique visitors are coming to your site and your competitor's site. Here's an even neater tool. It's called SpyFu. It actually shows you what your competitors are doing in pay-per-click activity. Here we're looking at musc.edu, and we saw that in April they did a really big pay-per-click test. They were spending $2,000 a day in pay-per-click. We even find out the exact keywords they were searching, and you can even get more information and find out which ads they're running and all kinds of back-end information. The fifth strategy you're going to employ to get traffic to your website in this recession is taking advantage of free products like Google Optimizer to improve conversion on your website. So after you build a basic website, a basic landing page, now we're getting a little bit more sophisticated. This is Jim Cramer, you know, the MSNBC Mad Money guy? And here's how Kramer's landing page looked before. And this is a bad page. If your website looks like this, you've got some work to do. Because Kramer doesn't look great. It's a wall of copy. The only place that looks like we want you to click on it is not where we wanted you to click. So we improved the page. Jim looks great. It's really obvious what we want you to do. And what we did is with Google Optimizer, you can test a bunch of different variations. You can test different headlines. You can test different offers. You can test different images, and you can test different buttons. You can test different button colors, different calls to action. And what Google Optimizer does is it randomly serves different combinations. So it might serve headline A, picture B, and button color C. And at the end of a test period, you've got to run it for several weeks to get enough information so it's statistically reliable. We learned that combination 11 had a 99% chance to beat the original you have to be getting into this type of testing. If you're spending a lot of money running traffic to your website and you're in a competitive environment, your competitors are probably doing these things. You've got to take advantage. The next thing we're going to recommend is developing an e-newsletter. I've mentioned this a couple different times. We're going to ask people to sign up for a free newsletter on our website. And we're going to honor their sign-up. We're going to respect that. We're going to send them information of a very high value. We're going to send them great articles. This was an example of some work we did with the Bahamas Tourism Association. And the articles are, win a dream vacation in the Bahamas. So we're giving them an incentive to click over to the website to sign up for a contest. Getting married in the Bahamas. So targeting some keyword phrases all about destination weddings. And some featured hotels in the out islands 
the beautiful areas outside of the Bahamas. Why are newsletters so powerful? Well, first of all, it's another reason for people to opt in on your website, to take an action. It's a UVP, a unique value proposition. Number two, it gives you permission to remarket to these people. You're now spam compliant if you send them your e-newsletter. It gives you an opportunity to stay top of mind. Every month or so, you send them beautiful pictures of the Bahamas. If they're freezing their butts off up in Minnesota, you know they're going to be thinking about booking that trip. You include a send to a friend. So if a young woman got this and she knows her girlfriend's getting married, maybe she'd send that article about getting married in the Bahamas. So people know other people like them. Optimize the content for the search engines. It's almost like one of our secret strategies at 10 Golden Rules, but it's so simple. So what we do is each of these articles, we include two or three keyword phrases. Now, how many words do you think there is in a good search engine optimized newsletter article? Three. Three targeted phrases. And on the page, on the website, how many words are we going to target? Somewhere between 250 and 1,000 words. So we're going to create a new page of search engine optimized content every month, every week when we send out our e-newsletter. And that e-newsletter article is going to be resident on the website. So that article is already performing two functions for us. Number one, we're sending it out to people to stay top of mind. Number two, that article resides on our website and it's there for Google as really good spider food because we've got two or three targeted keyword phrases, we've got five, six, seven hundred words of copy and we now have some good spider food for the search engines to read. And it gives us a discipline to regularly add this content to our website. Now here's an advanced strategy. Take that same article that you spent some money on writing or you had a freelancer write or you spent some time writing and you syndicate that article out to syndication sites like eZine Articles and they make your article available free of charge to other websites. Now why would someone else pick up your article and add it to their website? They want the words, right? Like people want content. So one of the ways you can add content to your website is by adding other people's articles. Now, if you're taking the strategy, make sure you add the article to your website first, then send it over to eZine Articles because you want the first place Google reads that unique set of words to be on your website so that your website's seen as the originator of that content. This is our, our local real estate agent, and he's got a little bit of magic. He doesn't just send me the home sales. He sends me a listing of all the events happening in my neighborhood. He once sent me an invitation to an event with the executive chef of the Four Seasons Hotel. And it was inexpensive and you could bring your own wine. And I forwarded that to my wife. Now, we couldn't go on that day. But every time I get this email, I know there's going to be exclusive events in my neighborhood that are interesting. So he's honoring the relationship with me. I'm not going to unsubscribe. I'm not going to mark him as a spammer. I'm, in fact, going to open his email every month, take a look at it, and he's always top of mind when I think of real estate agents because of that. The seventh strategy we're going to look at is creating a virtual sales force using affiliate marketing. How many people are familiar with affiliate marketing in the room? Just a few, okay. So the simple way I like to describe it, this is just a basic homemade website called Christina's Bookshelf. Books I've found useful. And Christine's writing book reviews on books that she's found useful. Well, maybe not. Maybe she's writing books reviews on books that she can sell on Amazon. Because whenever you see this little link that says buy this book from Amazon and it's the official Amazon logo and you click over there, normally they're an affiliate or an associate of Amazon. And what that means is they're going to be paid a percentage of the sale in exchange for sending that visitor over to Amazon. So Christina's actually promoting books and she's an affiliate. She's making money on every sale. 
There's a couple great websites if you want to sign up as a company to get affiliates promoting your products, or it's a great opportunity as an individual. If you have a blog or your own website, which is easy to set up, you can go to Commission Junction. It's at cj.com or share a sale is a real up-and-comer. Linkshare.com is another one. And you can sign up on a whole bunch of websites. There's thousands and thousands of companies that will allow you to be their virtual sales representative. Or if you're a company and you have a product, you can get this virtual sales force promoting your products and services. Here's a new one we're dealing with. You've probably seen some gold advertising on TV. This company is called Turn Gold to Cash. And if you wanted to sign up as an affiliate and have gold parties, these guys are actually paying far and away the most in the marketplace, and you could be an affiliate and start making money today. The eighth strategy we're going to talk about is social media marketing. Now, MySpace was one of the first companies to come to the fore, and they were very popular among bands and among teenagers. And that's really where they maintained their credibility in sort of entertainment, restaurants, and teenagers. YouTube, I'll tell you the story really quickly. These two young guys, just two and a half years ago, they were maxing out their credit cards to allow everybody to have free video streaming when they uploaded their YouTube videos. And everybody thought Google was crazy when they paid $1.65 billion to acquire this company. The two guys did pretty well. But Google's actually driven this site to be the number three website in the world on that same Alexa score, the number of unique visitors and page views. Video is such a great opportunity to drive some free traffic and revenue for your brand. I'm going to show you this video. It's called Dove Evolution. So this video called Dove Evolution is completely in line with the Dove brand strategy. It's all about natural beauty and uh, natural products. But look at the views, 8,370,000 views. That's all free media, right? That's all free views, and it all spread virally from person to person. And it's more powerful, probably five times more powerful than a Super Bowl ad, and it's all free to them when you come up with an interesting idea. So how do you take advantage of that? You develop how-to videos. You develop expose videos. You develop interesting, fun, funny videos about people finding a Hummer stretch limo in a river. And you get those videos on your blog, on your website, and you create a YouTube page. You can create a profile on YouTube. <coughs> Facebook is the up-and-comer. Another interesting story, a young gentleman was at Harvard University, and he took the summer off and went to Silicon Valley to build up this little website he'd been working on. And they just sold a small portion to Microsoft, and the company's now valued at $3 billion. You know, it's a shame he didn't go back to school. He's a dropout. <laughs> This is an interesting way to use Facebook from a business perspective, to create what's called a fan page. And what a fan page allows you, it allows you unlimited number of fans to sign up. You could also call it a fun page or an info page, but their technical term for it is a fan page. Mari Smith is a real Facebook expert. I just interviewed her for my podcast. And one of the interesting things about her page is when you sign up for her free seven-day information kit, She's capturing those email addresses. So now you're building this list on Facebook. You're also capturing people who sign up in an offline environment with a traditional email. Interesting business opportunity. Now, the real up-and-comer, the superstar of 2008, is a site called Twitter. And what Twitter is, is called microblogging. You're allowed 140 characters to send a little post to everybody who follows you. And I have something like 
1,575 followers, and I'm following about 400 people. And I use it as my immediate news source every morning. And what I'm doing is I'm following people like Jason Calacanis, who sold his company to AOL for $24 million. Robert Scoble, who used to work at MSN, and he's really the most prominent video blogger in the world. Steve Rubell is one of the top bloggers in New York City, works at Edelman PR. Adam Curry invented podcasting. So I look at my Twitter page. I get a quick snapshot for what's happening out there. Now, I also sent a Twitter tweet this morning, and let's hope this worked because I asked people to send you a shout-out, and we'll see if anyone said hi. So I just sent a little Twitter tweet, and I said, send a shout-out. Okay, so someone said, is your lunch in North Carolina or here, um, South Carolina? When are you speaking today? So anyways, nothing too interesting. But you see the interactive nature of Twitter, and you know, a lot of times I've asked questions and people give you really great input like for building a presentation like this. Barack Obama is the most popular Twitter follower in the world. He has 165,000 people following him on Twitter. He has 790,000 MySpace friends. And he used the incredible power of social media to build his donations, to build his volunteer list, and to get the most powerful job in the world. This is an interesting story, a company called Woot.com. They put one product out every day on Twitter in their blog, and they almost every day they'll sell out that product. So here they have a um, $149 espresso maker, a $14 4 gig USB, and you know normally an hour or two later they send a little Twitter tweet that they sold out that product. Here's another way to use social media to generate revenue. Steve Pavlina is running Google ads on his blogs. You know you see these ads and they say ads by Google. And what these ads are triggered by the words in the text on the page. It's called Google's AdSense, and you're essentially partnering with Google to generate revenue on your blog. There's a recent study out by the Pew Internet Survey, and they reported that if you get 100,000 visits to your blog every month, you'll average $75,000 in revenue. So start building those blogs today. Very easy. You can put up a blog. It's free of charge. I recommend a site called WordPress.com. Another story of how companies are using social media. A couple years ago, a blogger by the name of Jeff Jarvis had trouble getting his Dell computer serviced. And he paid a lot of money for in-home service, but they couldn't fix his machine. And he started writing a series of blog posts called Dell Hell. <laughs> and it went on for weeks, and it actually made national prominence and even affected the Dell stock price. But today, Richard at Dell and the customer service team at Dell are very, very active in the social media community. You see Richard's got 1,400 followers, Richard Binhammer, on Twitter. They're very active in blogging and speaking. And I recently, we had a new employee, and her computer didn't come for two weeks. And we kept emailing the guy, and he said, oh, there's a part, you know, they, they're ordering or something. And, you know, I had an employee sitting there with the oldest computer in the office. It barely worked. And I was getting frustrated. But instead of lashing out on my blog or Twitter, I just had an insight and I emailed or I, I twittered what's called direct message Richard Adele and Richard was able to help resolve the problem. So it's interesting how they've built this relationship in the social media community and when they see a Twitter they're monitoring by using search.twitter.com and a number of monitoring tools to review Twitters and blogs and stay ahead of the curve on these problems and there's no way a Dell Hell type of problem could have occurred the way they monitor the marketplace. For the eighth strategy, a, a, another quick poll. Is there anyone who's thinking, okay, but where do you get time to do all this stuff, right? Like, I wish I had more time. So what I want to share with you is one of my secrets. This is the tool that gives me an opportunity to have an aha moment 
four or five times a week. And literally, it happened yesterday as I was waiting for the plane. You know, I got an idea that's going to be amazing for one of our clients. And I learned the new tricks and tips before my competitors. I absolutely love this. And my secret trick is podcasts. And what podcasts are, are on-demand radio. It basically allows me to shift time. And I can listen to these little internet radio shows that are produced by the experts in my industry. So I'm following people like Adam Curry, who I mentioned invented podcasting. Shell Holtz and Neville Hobson do an amazing show called For Immediate Release. It's a PR and new media podcast. Sean Collins and Lisa Piccarelli, Sean is the founder of Affiliate Summit, Lisa's from Revenue Magazine, do that affiliate thing. Uh, Geekcast.fm is a whole station they've created. The Daily Searchcast is Danny Sullivan's search engine podcast. And I'm even listening to Grapeline, which is Don Cherry, the old hockey coach of the Boston Bruins. He does a hockey podcast because I'm passionate about hockey. So it allows me to follow the things I love. When I'm commuting, when I'm on a treadmill, when I'm waiting for a plane, I'm able to follow the areas of passion. And yesterday I found out about this medical social media community and it gave me a great idea for one of my clients that we're going to be presenting to them on Friday. So I get these great ideas. And as well, we're doing a podcast called the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. And when I go to a conference, I'll interview one of the other keynote speakers and then make that podcast available in this format. And some of you are listening to this on a podcast. So hello, 2010, wherever you are. Because <laughs> that's the interesting thing. Is people, when they find my podcast, they go and listen to all 30 shows and they go listen back in time. So some people are going to listen to this someday in the future. We've also interviewed Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist, and Matt Cutts, one of the top guys at Google. The ninth strategy I'm going to talk about is called using the new PR to save lives. And really what I'm going to talk about is the new evolution of public relations, but I'm going to tell it as a story. Does anyone recognize this image? It's actually, uh, you guys would think it's Hugo, it's actually Katrina. Now, the first media stories that came out were about the human devastation, picking people off roofs and people in the Superdome. But after five or six days, they were pretty sure they'd found all the humans that had been trapped by this terrible tragedy. And the story turned, you know, the media started looking for other stories, and they started telling the story of our furry friends, the animals that had been left behind, and people couldn't get back into the city. And it was really a sad story. And the reason I'm telling the story is because the way people get their news has changed. Now, we've got about 100 people in the room. How many people read a physical newspaper this morning? Show of hands. About, uh, I'd say about 15. Okay, how many people got some news off the Internet? Almost everybody. I'd say about 80 people. I've been asking this question over the last four or five years. The numbers have been shifting. So we're getting our news in a digital environment. 86.9 million people get their news online. This is actually an old stat. Now, also very important. 98% of journalists go online. 92% of journalists are researching their articles online. The New York Times is even writing their articles for the search engines. This is a story about how they're writing their headlines and their articles, including keyword phrases, the same way I coached you earlier to pick two or three target phrases for your search engine optimization. So back to our story. Five days after Hurricane Katrina, I went to pick up my little guy, Tyler, and he's a Boca Raton Bichon. And if you'll excuse Boca, it's kind of, you know, we treat our animals and ourselves a little special. So when he goes to get groomed, he gets to play with his friends in this play area. And I get to watch him on a webcam. It's, you know, it's a Boca thing. <laughs> but when I went to pick Tyler up, Jamie, who owns Pet Lover Central, said, 
Jay, could you do me a favor? Would you make a small donation? We're trying to raise enough money to fly some local veterinarians up to the ravaged hurricane area and rescue these dogs and cats that were stranded in Hurricane Katrina. And I said, well, Jamie, how about this? I'll give you a donation, but can I go a little further? Can I actually help you and do a press release, a web-optimized press release, and we'll raise some money for this cause? So the first step, we selected our three target keyword phrases. We used our research tool, Word Tracker, and we selected Hurricane Katrina Animal Rescue and Hurricane Relief Donations. You want to add those targeted keyword phrases two or three times throughout the body of the press release, and you want to make sure you include them in the headline and the subheadline of the press release. Now, the most important step is make sure you add the press release to your website first. Why would you do that? Exactly. So it originates from you. The first place Google and the other search engines are going to read that unique set of 500, 600 words is on your website. So you put it on your website, and we even link to it from a blog. We add the meta tags we talked about earlier, and we use a tool called PR Web. You can also use Business Wire and PR Newswire, and if you're a publicly traded company, you have to disclose information using those tools. But we use PR Web, and it only costs $81 to send out a press release that is picked up very, very well by the search engines. And then look at the results. We got picked up on all these search engines. And who knew there was a blog called the Cat Blog? And they wrote all about our story and linked back to the website. 98,000 people read the release. You get great statistics from PR Web. 540 people even downloaded it as a PDF. And here's Gracie, who was saved by the rescue mission. We raised $20,000. Our client, 1-800-PETMEDS, donated the medications. The local vets flew up and we found forever homes for the rescued dogs and cats. We use this strategy over and over again for ourselves. Here's a search for the phrase in Google, keynote marketing presentation. And 10 Golden Rules comes up in position 1, 2, and 3. And they're press releases that are on our website, and those links go to our website. And there are also other websites that have picked up our press release. So if someone's looking for a keynote marketing presenter, I've positioned myself as an opportunity to get in that search. I'm going to wrap up with strategy number 10, talking about building your personal brand. And this is so important given the current economic situation. You have to start standing out as an expert in your field. You have to start differentiating yourself from your company. And I apologize to the companies in the room, but it's so important for the individuals because God forbid you're the next cutback, layoff six weeks or six months from now. The opportunity to build your personal brand and establish yourself as an expert is a tremendous opportunity today. So Tom Peters really coined the phrase personal branding in this article in Fast Company in August of 1997. And he said, start right now. Think of yourself differently. You're not an employee of General Motors. And there hardly is any employees of General Motors. <laughs> Starting today, you are a brand. So here's 10 quick steps for building your personal brand. Number one, think of yourself as a brand manager. There's a lot of strategic marketers in the room. What have you done to position your brand? What have you done to improve your brand? What's your 10 personal specific measurable goals for the year? Are you going to create your own blog and do a blog post three times a week? Are you going to write a presentation and speak every quarter in 2009? Determine your USP, your unique selling proposition. What makes you distinctive? How can you enhance your unique skills? I determined my USP was a combination of brand marketing and internet marketing, and I wrote the 10 golden rules of internet marketing and that's expanded my life a million times over. I can't tell you how beneficial that's been for my personal career. Gary Vaynerchuk, I was going to play the video, but in the essence of time, well, I'll just refer you to take a look at Wine Library TV 
or GaryVaynerchuk.com. Has anyone seen Gary? A couple people have. This guy's amazing. He's passionate, and he shoots a video every day. And I interviewed him for my podcast. It's going to be our next show coming out. And Gary said, or it's going to be previous to this one because it'll be you know, we're time shifting here on the audio. But Gary talks about his personal passion and how he's built his personal brand. He took his family's wine business from $3 million to $50 million by shooting a video every day and reviewing wines. Chris Brogan, another famous guy in the social media community, his guidance is to listen first. So if you're going to jump in and you think, okay, I'm going to get into this Twitter thing, and you go on Twitter and all you do is like, hey, buy my product, hey, buy my product, click, here's a link to buy my product, no one's going to follow you on Twitter. The first thing to do is listen. Get a feel for the environment. How do people Twitter? What do they talk about? What are they linking to? Retweet, which is linking to other people's Twitter posts, and give that person credit with an ad time. And listen and get a feel for the environment. Step number five is embrace your inner author. Create unique content. Write a blog. Write a book. A free ebook. Submit articles to industry publications. Build great content on Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, think of each of these social media networks as an opportunity to give people really great content because online networking is the same as offline networking. What you should have done in the networking portion of this event is finding out why other people are here. Are they looking for a job? Are they looking for an employer? Are they looking for a date? And you should be connecting those people with what it is they're looking for because networking is not about how many business cards you can hand out, right? Everyone knows great networking you give to get. So you want to build your net. You want to make quality connections uh, the same way in the online environment you would in, in the offline environment. Here's my LinkedIn environment. And I have about 675 followers or friends or connections in LinkedIn. But those 675 people are connected to 6,308,000 people. And LinkedIn gives me the ability to send a message to someone to say, hey, I see you're connected to so-and-so. Can you introduce me to so-and-so? with a virtual introduction, just with the click of a mouse. Number seven, volunteer to shine. Here's Missy Ward, winner of a Sheriff Sale Pay It Forward Award. She's the other co-founder of Affiliate Summit and a great, great person. And Missy's volunteering all over the place and building her personal brand. I think a great opportunity for you, you know, I did a lot of brand building and personal uh, resume building with the American Marketing Association. You could get involved in the board of directors. And I recommend the first year, do something you're good at. So if you're a PR professional, help them write their press releases and get publicity for these events. But the second year, you might take a board position in an area you're a little bit less familiar. So for example, I've taken positions in finance to get experience in finance. And when I ran my first board as the volunteer president, I had 17 people you know, reporting to me in a virtual environment. And that was very valuable to me on my resume when I went to interview for managerial jobs. Because no, I hadn't managed a large group of people but when I got a job at Sprint managing 31 people, I could point to the fact that I managed this volunteer group of 17 people. Innovate to lead. Test new technologies. Stay on the leading edge. I use a personal rule of threes. As soon as I hear about something, I don't go check out that website right away because there's a million new websites out there. But when I hear about something three times, I know that's the time to go check it out. I know then it's probably big out there and I've got to find out. Number nine is entrepreneur. And I use the term entrepreneur as a verb now. And I wish I did earlier in my career. Because there's so many opportunities. I showed you an opportunity. You could go home tonight, set up a blog, apply to be an Amazon affiliate, write two or three book reviews, and you are generating revenue for yourself immediately. And entrepreneuring is really, really important today because a lot of employers are looking for people who've done entrepreneurial things 
set up their own businesses. I won't hire someone if they aren't doing a little bit online, like they don't have a blog or an affiliate site or a really active LinkedIn page. And the final tip is to speak up. The biggest differentiator for my career has been public speaking. And you see I'm very comfortable up here today, but believe it or not, you know, there was a time when I was very nervous and very afraid to do public speaking. So I joined Toastmasters. I read absolutely everything I could on public speaking, and I practiced and I practiced. And when I was on that charity board and nobody wanted to speak in front of the group at the event, I was scared, but I took that opportunity and I volunteered and I got very comfortable up here in front of a crowd. The advanced strategy in this area, check out a website and a book called Presentation Zen by Gar Reynolds. And he coaches a lot of the techniques I'm using today. A lot of visuals, a lot of telling of stories, and that's a way to have excellent public speaking. So let me wrap up quickly with the 10 free or low-cost strategies for marketing in a recession. Number one, get free traffic from your search engine optimization. Add two or three keyword phrases to every page on your website that you're going to target and make each page 250 to 1,000 words. Build lots of links to your website. When you get them to your website, have a free offer, a UVP, a unique value proposition, something free they're going to sign up for on your website. Measure the cost to acquire a lead using Google AdWords and get Google Analytics on your website. Learn from the competition using tools like Compete and SpyFu. Google Optimizer is that tool where we are able to test landing pages, different headlines, different offers, different button colors. Having an e-newsletter on your website is a great opportunity for people to sign up and then each of those articles becomes new search engine content, search engine optimized SEO content on your website. Create a virtual sales force or be a part of someone's virtual sales force as an affiliate at commissionjunction.com or ShareASale. Engage in social media. We saw a bunch of great opportunities creating a YouTube video that could get a million views. What a great way to build your personal brand by creating a how-to video in your industry or in your um, personal area of expertise or passion. Create web-optimized press releases. We saw how powerful these press releases are to get you number one on Google. And finally, build your personal brand. Take advantage of things like developing content and public speaking and podcasting to get out there and build your personal brand. Now, I encourage you to join the conversation. Get engaged in all this stuff, but don't go and take this presentation and say, oh, I've got to do all this stuff, because you probably won't do anything. So we've all done that, right? But what I do encourage you to do is pick one thing. Do you have a good LinkedIn? Do you have a good Facebook? Well, maybe it's time to set yourself up on Twitter and sign up for some of the folks you follow on Twitter. Or maybe what you should be doing is setting up a blog and positioning yourself as an expert in your area. And then shoot a couple YouTube videos with how-tos, and it's very easy to copy and paste that YouTube video and set it on your own blog. So go back and set up your own WordPress blog, but don't try and do everything right away. Just pick one thing, please, and by the end of the weekend, get it done and send me an email and let me know how you did, because I'd love to know. Even better, call the podcast. Our podcast line is 206-888-6606, and you can leave a message, and I'll get emailed an MP3 file. I love speaking opportunities, so if you're a member of any associations or any groups, I'd welcome opportunities to come and speak to your group like this. And I'd love you to be my friend on Twitter.com slash Jay Berkowitz or Facebook or LinkedIn. So I'll wrap up with a live Q&A. Please share with us either a question or something you learned and how you're going to apply it. I don't know how far my mic goes, so I'll wander as far, but you might have to come up here to ask a question. My name is Jay Hughes, and I've started a company back in November called H&H Horse. And I'm in the horse business, and I'm creating a web store and doing all that type of thing. And I guess my comment is, 
there are things that I know how to do, but as a local resource, is it good to go to somebody here locally to help with that, or do I need to seek out, you know, somebody like you? I actually recommend a firm in Boca Raton, Florida. Okay. <laughs> and the name of that firm yeah. is? Ten, ten Golden Rule. Thank you. That was, a, that was a lob, like a real softball. No. Look, a lot of the stuff we showed you today, you can get started with yourself. And I recommend local firms, and I recommend national firms. We use a great tool called GoToMeeting. And I can show everyone my computer screen, and there's a free conference call with every GoToMeeting. And there's actually a free 45-day trial a link on our site, because GoToMeeting sponsors this podcast. Thank you for that, that opportunity as well. So we can do business with everyone all around the world. But you know, find a local resource, find a national resource. A couple great sites called um, Guru.com and Elance.com. You can find copywriters, web developers. I found a guy who's helping edit our podcast interviews. And you can find experts, and they're actually rated on Guru as how much of a guru they are. So there's all kinds of resources available virtually and locally. There's some real great people in the room. I'm sure they'll come and introduce themselves afterwards. Um, and speaking of afterwards, a couple things. You have this form. Please fill it out if you'd like to be entered in our drawing and get the free information and free Yahoo AdWords. And we'll do a draw in about five minutes, Ashley. As well, I'm sticking around. My flight's not till 6, so I'm going to run some podcast stuff after this. So if folks want to stick around, we'll just shoot the shit about Internet marketing. So if you want to hang around, that'd be great. Any other questions? Everyone's exhausted. <laughs> I just wanted you to um, explain the PR web a little bit more. Okay. Okay, sure. So PR web. Um, PR web's one company that does what we call web-optimized press releases. And... Basically, what we're recommending is the strategy and tactics of combining old-fashioned PR and new-fashioned search engine optimization. So basically, you're going to write a press release the same way you would have in the past, except you're going to pick two or three targeted keyword phrases. You're going to use Word Tracker or Keyword Discovery, the tools we talked about to read your prospects' minds, and find phrases that are highly searched, longer phrases typically, that have less competition. So in the example I used, I used keynote marketing presentation, you know, instead of marketing presentation. And we were able to include that phrase as the headline of a press release. We included that phrase two or three times in the press release. And then the most important thing is add that press release to your website first. So that press release is going to be resident on your website first. Then we link to that press release from our blog. So Google typically is going to follow the link from the blog to the page on your website. They're going to read or index all the words on the page. And now the first place they read that unique combination of five, 600 words is on your website. Then we put it on PR Web. It costs $81. And PR Web is excellent at getting picked up in the search engines. And you saw the results. We're number one for the phrase keynote marketing presentation. So number one write your press release the way you would, pick two or three phrases, include those in the headline and the subheadline, the body copy, try and have it near the top of the page, the middle and the bottom, because you're telling Google it's important for the whole page. Then add it to a page on your website first. Link to that page from a blog to make sure it gets indexed. And 24 to 48 hours later, put it out on PR Web. It's really easy to add it to PR Web. You just set up an account. They have a place called Headline. You copy and paste the headline from a Word doc, the subheadline, the body copy, and it even has a space for you to put in the keywords you're targeting, and you can pick specific geography or you can send it out to everybody. And it's an exceptional tool. It's almost like a tactic right now that's very effective in the search engine for getting your website on the first page of Google 
and the other search engines. Thank you. Good question. I may need you to get up and out of your seat. See how far we go. Oh, we're going to make it. <laughs> I'm Cheryl Smitham with Strategic Marketing and Public Relations. Have you started using social media releases like with Pitch Engine? That's a great question. I haven't seen Pitch Engine. And what the social media releases are, are releases that include video, audio, pictures, quotes from the CEO. And a, a lot of social media releases don't even look like press releases. What they are is they just include a couple quotes from the CEO. They include video from the CEO. They include video of the product, pictures of the product, the things you're announcing, right? And that's what you're referring to. And what social – in a hosted environment. So it's very easy for the journalist to come and create their own story. They've got the quotes from your CEO. They've got the video from your CEO. They're called social media releases, and we've been experimenting in that space. Thank you. Great question. One way in the back. Um, Jen Simpson, I do our AdWords initiatives for MUSC Health, and my question for you is in regards to your pay-per-click campaigns, and I saw that for the 10 Golden Rules, you guys are ranking obviously number one organically, and I'm wondering when do you feel like it's an okay time to take down pay-per-click since you're doing well organically? That's a really good question, and the answer to that comes from Google Analytics. Google Analytics and the Google pay-per-click are going to measure the conversions. So we're able to measure on each keyword phrase how many people take a conversion action on our site, how many people sign up for our free newsletter, how many people fill out the Contact Us form, how many people download an excerpt from my 10 Golden Rules book. And I can measure that in pay-per-click, and I can measure that in SEO. And you're really only going to be doing pay-per-click if it's cost-effective. In that example I showed, it was costing me $3.18 to get a conversion. And a conversion is when someone gets to the thank you page, which is, we received your inquiry, thank you for signing up, we'll get back to you within 24 hours. And we put a little tracking code on the thank you page, and Google measures that as a conversion, someone taking a specific action on our site, and we can measure that through pay-per-click and SEO. Uh, 